Welcome to the RE Exam Podcast, where the RE stands for real estate. This series of lessons is to help you prepare for the real estate exam of your state, and we have various state lessons for different states, depending on what the requirements are for the individual states. In this lesson, we're going to be talking about Texas. The full series of lessons for the Texas Real Estate Salesperson Exam Prep Audio Lessons, and that's the name of the uh, series of lessons, is nine hours and 45 minutes in total length. This is lesson number two, and this lesson is entitled Licensing Requirements in Texas. So before we get on to this lesson, let's explain what this podcast is and what it is not. This podcast is simply an audio instruction series of lessons to help you prepare for the real estate exam for your state, and in this case, it's Texas. What it's not is it's not a replacement for books that you should be reading or schools that you are required to attend. This is simply a supplement for your studying for those other means of preparation for the exam. Now, many states require that you take a specific set of courses from from pre-approved schools. This material will supplement what you will be learning in those schools and help you learn it in a different manner. I recommend that you use all forms of studying, audio, visual, and classroom attendance. For the full set of audio lessons for the various states in which we offer audio lessons, go to reexampodcast.com. Now let's get on to today's audio lesson. Welcome to this lesson entitled Texas Licensing Requirements. In this lesson, we're going to be talking about what it takes to get different kinds of licenses in the state of Texas. Many states have similar requirements in order to get a license, but there are some things that you should know specifically about Texas. And the first is that there are several different kinds of licenses that you can get. There are salespeople licenses, that's sort of the lower one, and then there's a broker license, which is a more intensive kind of license, one that requires more of you before you can actually get it. So let's go ahead and get started. Just like in other lessons, we will talk about the content. And then at the end, I will provide you some sort of test questions so that you can quiz yourself to see how you understood the content. The first thing you need to know is that the governing body for real estate in Texas is the TREC, or the Texas Real Estate Commission. It is their job to screen licensees or potential licensees to make sure that they have completed their requirements and to vet them to make sure that they are the right kind of people for the job. So first, let's talk a little bit about the salesperson license. The salesperson license, as I mentioned, is sort of the first tier license. It's the lower license that many people get on their way in order to getting a full-fledged broker license. Many people work as a salesperson before they work as a broker. It's a good idea because you can get a lot of experience as a salesperson working for a broker in order to later apply that as a broker yourself. So there are certain requirements, though, in order to get this salesperson license. First, you have to be at least 18 years old. Can't apply for that if you're any younger and there's no upper age requirement. The second is that you have to be a legal 
citizen of the United States and also a legal resident of Texas. You have to have a legal residency in Texas. You will have to have lived there for a certain period of time and be able to prove your residency in Texas. You have to take 180 hours of qualified real estate education. And these hours are broken down into more specific courses covering a variety of topics from the law and real estate to the ethics and everything in between. To be a salesperson, you need 180 of these hours and they have to be through an accredited real estate school. Then of course, you have to pass the real estate exam. Once you've got all your educational requirements in, you can put in to be considered for the exam. If you take the exam and pass the exam, then you can get your license. And if not, you'll have to retake it. And unfortunately, if you fail the test three times in a row, you have to go back and take additional hours of real estate education. And that of course is something that will take a lot more time and money. So it's a good idea to put everything you have into passing the test the first time. The next thing that you have to have is a sponsorship. And this is a sponsorship by someone who is already a broker. The broker sponsors you to work for him or her. A salesperson doesn't work all by his or herself. You can't just be a free agent. You have to work for a brokerage in order to work as a salesperson. So once you find someone to sponsor you, you can go forward with being a salesperson. And they also do a background check. They want to make sure that you are a person of upstanding moral character, that you're honest in your business dealings, that you have a good reputation, that sort of thing. And so they're going to contact people who know you, both professional references, that's your people that you've worked with or for whom you have worked, like an old supervisor or your current supervisor, and also perhaps personal references, people who you don't know professionally, but who are your friends who might be able to tell what kind of person you are. So it's important that those who receive this license in Texas are people that can be trusted to deal honestly and fairly with their customers. So that's one kind of license. The next license we're going to talk about is a broker license. And a broker license has many of the same requirements that a salesperson license has. However, many of the requirements are a little bit more intense, are on the next level. You need to have more experience and education in order to become a full-fledged real estate broker. So the first one is the same. You have to be a citizen of the U.S. and of Texas. So in some states, you don't have to be a salesperson first, but in Texas, you actually have to be a salesperson and have been employed by a broker for four years. So a salesperson only has educational requirements. In Texas, they also have experience requirements. You have to get that first license, work for four years, and then move on from there. And something that you also can do is if you are a licensed broker from another state and you have already four or more years experience as a broker, then you can apply to be a broker in Texas. They take a look at your experience and say, well, he has enough experience in another state. We're going to go ahead and let him or her practice in Texas. But if you don't have that experience, you are going to be required to do 270 hours of qualified real estate education. So that has to be by an accredited institution 
And once again, this is broken down into many different topics and classes. So it was 180 hours for salespeople, 270 hours for brokers. Then of course you have to pass the real estate exam, just like a salesperson does, but a broker has a slightly different exam. There's of course different questions that deal with more things that have to do with being a broker. Brokers and salespersons don't have quite the same responsibilities, though there are many things that overlap. And then finally, you also do have to be of good moral character. They are going to, of course, look into your background and make sure that you don't have any serious crimes in your background and that people generally speak of you as a truthful, honest, and fair person. And so that you have an idea, the educational requirements break down like this. Real estate principles, you need to have 60 classroom hours of that. Law of agency, so how to be an agent, the business of being an agent, what that means, 30 classroom hours. Laws of contracts, which is something, of course, you do quite a bit of as a salesperson or a broker. That's also 30 classroom hours. Promulgated contract forms, 30 classroom hours. And real estate finance, 30 classroom hours. So everything is 30 classroom hours except for real estate principles, which is 60 classroom hours. So once you have completed all of the requirements that you need in order to get your license, you can apply for it online. And once you do, you also need to have your fingerprints on file with the Texas Department of Public Safety. And fingerprints are one of the things that are used in order to do a background check on you. And so that's one reason that they have to have your fingerprints. They need to see if you have a criminal history. If you do have a criminal history, that might be a problem. If you are on parole or you have been convicted of a crime, it is possible that you will be denied a real estate license. Now that's up to the Texas Real Estate Commission. They'll probably look at the severity of the crime, how long ago it was, that sort of thing, but it's definitely a deterrent. So if that's something that's on your record, you might wanna to talk to someone about that before applying for your license. Now once the education is verified, you'll send in your transcripts, and your background check has been completed, only then are you able to take the exam. And one thing that's interesting to note is that some states have what's called reciprocity. And a reciprocity agreement is saying that if you have a license from a different state, that it will just automatically be honored in another state. Unfortunately, at this time, Texas does not have any reciprocity agreements with any other states. That's something that varies from state to state. Some states will say, these 10 states we will honor because our licensing requirements and our tests are similar enough, for example, that might be the reason. But in some, but it's not something that's just automatic. You have to have an agreement in place in order for that to take place. And in Texas, that doesn't work. You can't automatically just use your license from another state. And once you've actually applied and got your license, you can go ahead and start doing real estate activities. However, licenses do not last forever. Something about licenses that you need to realize is that they want you to keep on 
honing your skills and getting more education. And so that is why licenses need to be renewed periodically. All kinds of licenses are valid for two years. So you can practice real estate for two years before you need to go ahead and renew with the state. And in order to renew, you have to have 18 hours of continuing education. And these can be on various real estate topics. You just need to show that you've done something, taken some classes in order to improve your craft and to make sure that you stay current on the latest trends. That's one of the biggest things about real estate is that things are always changing. There are different laws that come into effect, both at the state level and the federal level, and even even the local level that you need to be able to navigate for your clients. And so this continuing education is an effort in order to keep yourself on top of your game. Next, let's talk about some activities that require a real estate license and a few that do not. Practicing any of these activities without having a real estate license is a crime and can get you into serious trouble. So make sure that before you do any of these things, you are properly licensed. The first is making sales. You can't sell property without having a real estate license. Doing exchanges, making purchases, negotiating rentals and leases. So this is saying not that someone is buying a property, but that they are going to rent it or lease it for a certain amount of time. And so you can negotiate between a landlord and a tenant and create sort of a rental agreement that says maybe what their security deposit's going to be, what rights the landlord has to come and inspect the property, what rights does the tenant have as the tenant, things like quiet enjoyment of the property. So working out that sort of rental agreement or lease agreement is something you need a real estate license for. Negotiating offers and loans. So something that happens when people purchase property is that parties will make an offer. For example, if somebody is selling a house and you have four or five different people come to look at the house, one of them then submits an offer and says, I'm willing to pay this much for this property. Other people can then also submit offers and say, well, I'm willing to pay a little bit more and so on and so forth until they get their best offer, what that's talking about. And then loans. So what most people who purchase property need to secure financing, we are able to get a loan or a, in this case, it's called a mortgage in order to purchase that property. They can't simply buy it outright. So that's another thing that you need to be licensed in order to do. Creating listings, that's a listing property for sale or for lease. These days, a lot of listings are done online. And so in order to do that and be able to legally describe everything as you should, that's you need to have a license, doing options, and then finally advertising real property. So that's important too. You actually can't advertise that something is for sale unless you are licensed to do so. Because there are many things on an advertisement that you need to be aware of, such as you needing to disclose what your role is, say that you're a broker or you're a salesperson, 
also not having any language or pictures or anything on your advertisements that can be construed as discriminatory or offensive in nature and so on and so forth. So there are things that you need to learn before you actually advertise real estate to make sure that you are not running afoul of the law. There are many different laws that have come out over the years protecting different classes of people. And there are certain real estate practices that are simply forbidden under the law that you need to make sure that you're not accidentally or deliberately doing. So those are all things that require you to have a license. Let's talk about a few things that, on the other hand, do not require you to have a license. Those are things like the filing paperwork or doing office or clerical work in a real estate environment. You can do that even without a license. However, most things that have to do with the actual exchange of money do require you to have a license. But there are also certain people whose experience means that they do not require a real estate license in order to transact this kind of business. The first are attorneys who have passed the Texas State Bar. So if you're an attorney, the Texas Real Estate Commission assumes that you know enough about the real estate laws that you'll be able to function in a good capacity and that you've already been well-educated, that you've had experience, that you've been well-vetted. So if you are an attorney who's passed the bar in Texas, then you don't need a real estate license in order to do your job. As it relates to real estate transactions, the second are public officers who are performing their official duties. So there are some public offices that require people to make real estate transactions. And if they're fulfilling their official duties, they don't have to be officially licensed as a real estate broker or salesperson. Building superintendents don't have to have a license in order to carry out their duties. Building superintendents are usually people who are over a building and there are a bunch of apartments or condos that are being leased out and the building superintendent is in charge of that specific building. And then also tenant associations and nonprofit organizations can act without having a real estate license as well. Finally, I wanted to mention the different kinds of status that your license can be in. And basically, there are two main types of status, but there are different ways that you can get to each of these types of status. And the first and perhaps the simplest status to talk about is the active status. That means that you have a valid license, for one, and two, are actively using it to sell or transact real estate in some way. That's an active license. As long as you are a real estate broker or salesperson in good standing, you're not breaking the law, and your license doesn't need to be renewed yet, you're automatically in active status. The other side of the coin there is the inactive status. And there are several ways that you can be placed on inactive status. The first is by doing so voluntarily. Perhaps you have a license, but you just decide, well, I'm not going to be focusing on selling real estate anymore or practicing in some way dealing with real estate. You can place yourself voluntarily in an inactive status. That means that 
you're not actively using your license, but it also hasn't been completely given up. Secondly, though, you can also be forced to be placed in inactive status as a disciplinary action. If you violate the law, there might be some repercussions in which you are not allowed to practice real estate, at least for a certain period of time. It could be a temporary thing while you're under investigation, or it can be a permanent thing if you're found to be guilty of something that was more serious. So in that case, you would also lapse into inactive status. And then finally, you can simply go into inactive status if you fail to renew your license. If it's been two years and you just let your license lapse, it automatically goes into inactive status. And then you have to go back and go through the renewal process in order to bring it back into active status. Well, that's all for the content of this lesson. Let's go back and ask a few questions. I'm going to pose a question. I'll give you a few seconds to think about it. You can pause the recording if you'd like a little bit more time and then quiz yourself and see if you can answer the questions that I pose. I'll then reveal the answer and then talk a little bit about why that answer is valid, if there's any other information that you need to know. So let's go ahead and get started. The first question is, what are some of the requirements in order to become a salesperson, to get your salesperson license? What do you need in order to do that? So if you remember correctly, you have to be 18 years old, a citizen of the United States, 180 hours of qualified education, you have to pass the exam, you have to be sponsored by a broker, and you have to be of good moral character. So all of those things pertain to salespeople. My next question is, what is the governing real estate body in the state of Texas? Who makes the decisions regarding real estate in the state of Texas, especially when it has to do with licensing? This is the Texas Real Estate Commission, or the TREC. They are the people who decide whether or not you're going to be granted a license. And if you fulfill all the requirements and don't have a criminal background, then most likely you will be granted a license. My next question is, what are some of the requirements for brokers, especially focusing on the requirements that are not the same as those for salespeople. See if you can come up with a few of those. So once again, brokers have to be citizens of the United States and Texas. They have to have worked for four years as a licensed salesperson. They have to have 270 hours of qualified real estate education. They have to pass the real estate exam, which is slightly different. And then, of course, have to be of good moral character. My next question is, what are some of the educational requirements in order to become a broker? What are some of the sort of classes that you have to take in order to be eligible to apply for this license? Just to name a few, we've got real estate principles, law of agency, law of contracts, 
and real estate finance. Those are all things that you're going to need to take. The next question is, why might you need to put your fingerprints in the Texas Department of Public Safety system? Why is that a requirement in order to get a real estate license? The answer is, they need your fingerprints in order to do a background check. You need a background check because having a criminal history can be something that can keep you from getting a real estate license. And so you will be required to submit your fingerprints to them. The next question is, what two things have to happen before you are allowed to take your real estate exam? What are the two prerequisites to take the exam? The first is that you have to complete all of the educational requirements and be able to prove that through your transcripts. And the second is that you have to have your background check verified. Once those two things are in place, you are able to take the test whenever you like. The next question is, what happens if you fail the test three times in a row? If you're unable to pass the test three times, what do you have to do before taking the test again? The answer is that you will have to take additional qualified real estate classroom hours. You'll have to take more education before they will allow you to go ahead and take the test again. So it's a good idea to study well the first time. The next question is, what is a reciprocity agreement and how does that work in the state of Texas? A reciprocity agreement is an agreement whereby one state honors the license of another state. And in Texas, unfortunately, that is not something that is in place. There are no reciprocity agreements currently in force in the state of Texas. The next question is, how long is a real estate license good for? How long will you be able to practice on your license before it needs to be renewed? The answer is that no matter what the level of the license it is, what kind of license, it is good for two years, after which it will have to be renewed. The next question is then, what do you have to do in order to renew your license? So in order to get your license renewed, you have to take 18 additional hours of qualified real estate education. Once you've done that, you can go ahead and just apply for renewal online and it'll be reviewed and you'll either be renewed or discontinued. The next question is, what are some activities that require you to have a real estate license? What things can you not do unless you have a real estate license? There are a whole host of these activities, but for example, making sales, creating listings, negotiating rentals and leases, negotiating offers and loans, making purchases, 
or even advertising real property. These are all things you need to have a license for. Next question is, what kinds of things can you do without a real estate license when it comes to the real estate business? The answer is really not much, but you are able to do simple clerical work or other sort of office work that has to do with real estate without having a license. My next question is, what is an example of a person who does not need a real estate license in order to do his or her job? There are certain kinds of people who can do certain things that usually would require a real estate license, but don't actually have to have a license. Probably the best example is an attorney who has passed the Texas State Bar. They are exempt from that requirement. Other people could be public officers who are performing their official duties or tenant associations, building superintendents, those sorts of people. And then finally, what are the two kinds of status that your license can have and how might you get placed on inactive status? The two kinds of status are active status and inactive status. So as a follow-up question, what are some ways that your license can be put into inactive status? Inactive status can be something that you do voluntarily. You say, I just want to be inactive for now. I don't want to use my license, don't want to get rid of it, but I also don't want to actively use it. It could be part of a disciplinary measure, or it could just be that your license lapsed. That means that it's been two years and you didn't renew your license, so it just lapses and you have to renew it before you can use it again. So that concludes our lesson for today. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to the lesson today. If you are interested in getting five free audio lessons, go to the website and if we have the lessons for your state, sign up for the five free audio lessons for your state. On a daily basis, you will be mailed links for the different audio lessons that we offer for your state. And you will receive a total of five sample lessons for you to decide if you would like to purchase the full series of audio lessons. For the state of Texas, the full series of audio lessons is nine hours and 45 minutes. And I think it's about 21 individual lessons. Most lessons are about a half an hour in length. Again, go to the website reexampodcast.com and sign up for the five free audio lessons. If we don't have audio lessons for your state and you're interested in them, write me a note, Franz, F-R-A-N-Z, at reexampodcast.com. Best of luck in your studies.